The Cannabis and Home Grow Show is sponsored by AeroClean 420 and Aero Home Hobby, the industry leader in air purification in cannabis cultivation. Visit AeroClean420.com and PreventPowderyMildew.com to learn more about their cutting-edge technology that has proven effective across commercial grows for over seven years. You won't regret it. is California's leading cannabis nursery, offering over 100 plus varieties of premium genetics. From new strains to classics and exotics, there's something for everyone. Home growers and farmers can learn more at darkheartnursery.com. Greetings, cannabis community. You're listening to the Cannabis and Home Grow Show. I'm Mark Eden, and today I have Nico Hester Perez with us. She is a true veteran cannabis advocate and activist, and she has been around for such a very long time supporting medical cannabis use, and she has several irons in the fire. I can't wait to hear about all that she has going on in her world. Uh, Miko, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Mark, for uh, allowing me to participate on your show. Oh, thank you so much. I would love for you to share a little bit about your story, but also about what you do for a living. You are an attorney. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not an attorney, but I, I, I do and have owned uh, CA corporate and attorney services for the last 14 years. Um, as a mother of a child diagnosed with autism, I had to choose between law school and taking care of my son. And I chose taking care of my son and the compromise was opening up a support service. Um, and, and, and that's kind of my beginning. Um, I am a legal researcher by trade and, um, my son was, uh, diagnosed with autism at around 18 months. And um, as a legal researcher, uh, my son just ended up being one of my biggest cases that I had worked on. Um, ha having a nine-year-old that was 42 pounds was not okay with me. And so I did some research and I, I uncovered a, a research paper by Dr. Bernard Rimlin the, um, wow, what is he? he? He is the founder of the Autism Society of America. Oh. Yeah, he was, um, every family, every family that has a child on the spectrum knows about Dr. Bernard Remlin. He was our father. He helped with initiating the Dan diet, which is a, a very popular diet. Um, but he also wrote a very important paper, and that was on um, medical marijuana and how it could be a valuable treatment. And so right after finding that uh, particular uh, paper that he had written, and then I was very, um, at the time, this was probably pre-internet um, or, or so much in the internet, I actually was able to pick up the phone and, and speak with Dr. Lester Greenspoon. So when I tell you I come from humble beginnings, I come from humble beginnings, the first beginnings um, in this industry, which is what, which is 
It was in 2009. So, um, you know, I was very grateful, but I was extremely conservative. Um, I, I come from a, a very uh, religious law enforcement family and I had a legal background. And so cannabis was not really um, my first thought or my first choice or something when I was thinking about um, alternatives to help my son gain weight. It just so happened that um, these two guys by the name of Cheech and Chong <laughs> popped in my what? head. And I was like, I, I mean, literally, I was driving home from a doctor's appointment and I was like, how do I get my son to eat? And then at the time I was married and, and my ex-husband was this, you know, stoner from high school. Okay. So, and he knew this was completely out of my character. I am like the perfect L7. Like I am the, you know, and so no one would ever put the two together. But when you're a mother and um, you hear that your son is given six months to live um, due to the pharmaceuticals associated with um, treating his autism symptoms, that will make you really um, uh, think outside the box. And that's yeah. exactly what I did. And so I remember busting through the door going, I need information on Cheech and Chong and I need it now. And so um, that was the first day of, I feel like my second life. <laughs> because I, I, it seemed like, but, I also knew that I need, needed to do it correctly. And I also needed to do it with thought. I also needed to do it in a manner in which it not only helped my home, but it helped one more home. And that one more home paid it forward. And that's kind of how we got to where we are today. So you, you started a nonprofit as well, or maybe it's not a nonprofit, but I know it's... So... I did start the Unconventional Foundation for Autism with great intentions. Um, in the middle of that, I think, believe by the second year, Joey was diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. And that was, uh, it's a terminal muscular dystrophy. It's, it's prevalent in boys um, and it is terminal. Usually boys by the age of their teens uh, pass away. Joey passed away in 2018 of uh, April this year. It'll be three years. And um, so what I, when I sat down with my legal counsel and I said, you know, this, this website has been here for a few years um, and I don't know what to do. And he says, every, every parent that wants to find you is gonna research you under you know, ufra.org. And I said, okay. So what I did was, is I transitioned it into an informational website in which it was a direct connection for anyone to contact me through. It's still there. Um, upon Joey's passing, I have yet to visit. Um, I think I'm still grieving. Um, I'm, I'm very, very grateful to have had my son and, and to be, his mother. Um, but I, I think as a human and as a mom, um, you know, I, I, I leave it up, but I, I, I don't venture there too often. I am trying 
hard not to cry. And I hope that you know how grateful I am that you're just sharing these bits and pieces of your story. You, you were on Good Morning America. So you kind of went on a media blitz 10 years ago. I understand now it's much more, you're much more just reserved. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so public, I'm private. A lot of people don't understand that. Um, the job that I do today it means I, I need to um, remain a certain way. And it's not that I'm, I'm trying not to be who I really am. This is really me. Um, I know I'm a healthcare ambassador. I'm not a can of mom. I'm not a consumer. I'm, I, I just want to do what's in the best interest of consumers, healthcare providers, and those who need my perspective. Um, my first job is being in, in a court setting or, uh, and so, you know, it's kind of evolved. Um, a little bit, um, but not too far from the person you see today. I've, I've always been um, wanting to kind of just do what's right. And so sometimes um, that means, you know, and I, I never thought I was cool. I, I can tell you right now, the coolest I've ever been in 11 years is when I had to do a lecture with, or, or I had, I think I was going to some conference and I had Kyle Cushman DNA genetics, you know, <laughs> I had Aaron, you know, from, from Buds and Roses, and I, I was around some of the greats, you know, uh, Jorge Cervantes and Ed Rosenthal and meeting Dr. Lester Greenspoon. And I, that was the, only, I think it was like two years where I just felt like I was just a rock star. Um, because I thought, wow, I, I even today I kind of think like, wow, um, I call all of these men Joey's undocumented uncles. <laughs> so, I said, yeah. and men were coming to me crying, saying, "Oh my God, can I meet? Um, you know, can, can you introduce me into these guys?" And I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I used to work with so many kids with autism and I, you know, it breaks my heart because I know they could have benefited so much in their yeah. childhood. And I saw the parents and the agony that the parents would go through coming into the schools, dealing with their, their kids' behavior issues. And there, it was so very severe and cannabis could have been used. Uh, I, I don't know if it's very well known in the Connecticut community but um that's where i was working and that's where i hope uh, i can share this podcast with a bunch of people um what what else how can people learn more about cannabis use medically for children with autism well thankfully um there's now uh quite a few studies that have come forward um mm -hmm. with with uh cannabis being a, a viable option for for children on the spectrum but I can tell you there's a lot of catch 22s to this as well. Um, you know, it's, it's, I feel like 11 years later, you know, I, I, I can do um, just about anything. Um, and I can help 
families get to where they need to go. And so, you know, I do help families prepare files, you know, very similar to us preparing our, you know, our IEPs and our, our, our meetings with our educational teams or the regional center. And so, um, you know, I, I try to be very forthcoming in, in how we proceed moving forward. Um, the family law, negligence laws have yet to catch up with the marijuana laws. So, you know, um, I, I have the, the website is, is there. The UFRA.org is still there. I also have the, the Miko's blog. Which, uh oh, we had some feedback on there. Miko's blog um, that is another website that you can go to and kind of see what I've been doing um, for the last uh, four to five years, and which is only, you know, speaking at um, conferences, but not just giving kind of advice to families that, that want to um, move forward on, on this treatment option. And so um, now I've, I'm happy to, to provide all of my perspectives um, as a healthcare ambassador for CanaSafe, um, working with, with medical professionals and, and families on just how to read an analytics report um, as well as uh, working um, still with, with aquatic therapy, working with, um, I'm, I'm working in several countries um, where I consult. Um, I work back home on the island in Puerto Rico with, with physicians doing consults. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely accessible. Every parent that contacts me, I'm not a superstar. I'm a parent just like you. Um, and, and my goal has always been to be the person that I needed in, in 2009 when we went forward. Mm. That says a lot. That says a lot. Yeah. What other irons do you have in the fire besides your consulting and your helping and your, your healthcare education consulting? Do you have any other irons in the fire? I do. And as crazy as it sounds, autism has prepared me for everything you just said. Um, As, as an autism parent, like there's nothing you could throw at us that we can't catch. And it's, you have no idea. So when I wake up in the morning, whether I'm, I'm talking, I'm doing consults for two hours or I'm attending family law Zoom court or in the middle of that, I'm doing a, um, I'm doing a legalization in Egypt. Like if people only knew and stood at my, my door of my office and said, oh my God, how is she doing all of this? I can tell you it's autism. My son got it honestly. So, and it's taught me to be in so many different arenas. Um, recently, I became an executive producer of Infuse Digital, uh, their cannabis content. I saw a real need for not only women of color, but just women um, in general to have uh, executive producer role with regards to content. So I, I have um, taken on that role and and um, in a couple of weeks, I will have my own Roku channel or subcategory rather. I've been working with a cannabis broadcast station, which you can find on Roku. And I have created the subcategory 
um, called Inside Marijuana. And Inside Marijuana, um, you know, I'm working with multiple uh, physicians and healthcare providers and providing um, content that I hope that will be placed on, on plus channels um, and, and wherever else wants them, whether it's a hospital or a plus channel. But I believe um, thanks, I don't wanna say thanks to, but in addition to Joey's autism, um, it opened the door to palliative care. And in working in palliative care, um, it, it's opened the doors for me to, to, to really take what I've learned from autism and apply it to another uh, demographic and, and host of conditions that I feel and, and medical professionals and consumers feel that cannabis will be um, appropriate for. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's I, I find myself saying to doctors and, and medical directors, cancer, piece of cake. How about a nonverbal child on the spectrum? Because that's where I started. So cancer is a piece of cake for me. <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're dealing with, with uh, children who you have to have a seventh, eighth, and ninth sense, everything else becomes a piece of cake. And, and extremely mm. rewarding, and so that's that's what I um, that's what I strive for every day is just to 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 be able to pay it forward and um, really gratitude is very very different for me. So it's I can imagine. Yeah, I am grateful that you're grateful <laughs> and that you pay it forward and that you're sharing with this with the autism community and being at the front of helping people. Clearly you want to help people. And this channel sounds very interesting. <laughs> Please keep me updated. I want to share as much as I can um, promote that. What else, what, what kind of, what kind of hot button issues do you have some strong opinions on <laughs> in the cannabis industry? Let's, let's go there. Hot buttons. You know, um, I'm going to fall back on being grateful for the doors that have closed and the doors that have opened. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good advice. That's good advice. Um, I, I didn't start here. This wasn't my ambition. This wasn't, um, I, you know, because I own an attorney service, it allows for me to make some very moral and ethical decisions and how I move forward. I don't think that I've ever um, held anyone responsible for not providing me with an opening or, or um, you know, trying to, to um, ruin what I've built. I think that's, those are lessons in any arena that we need to learn to survive. So, um, you know, the cannabis industry is, is, is brutal, you know, and you can lose your reputation um, within seconds. So, you know, I, I take all of that, all of that into consideration. Um, I'm here uh, for a completely different reason. And so, you know, I don't really need to be everywhere and I don't need to do everything, but I have a much um, clearer purpose here. And so as long as I stay in that lane, I think I'm going to be okay. I hear that. And I think 
you know, this too, doing too much, it's overrated and you, you can only hustle so much, yeah. but you're, you're staying true and committed to your, to kind of really just this, this lifestyle of career and helping people has blended into something. Um, and who knows, you know, you, you may be surprised at what the future holds for you and, and your media and everything that you can orchestrate and coordinate on behalf of medical cannabis, on behalf of um, just even just the, the work that you do. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, um, you know, my son, um, he, he taught me a lot and he's probably taught me things that I, I, not only did he teach me my strengths, but he also taught me how to be okay. And he also taught me um, that if I have a roof over my head, if the water is running, if I could get up and walk to the bathroom, you know, those simple um, things that he taught me, you know, I really enjoy giving those same um the, the, the same information to the, the patients that I speak with, because, you know, we complain about so much, but we have the world. And so really, um, you know, when I think about it, um, my son just gave me, he, he gave me the gift of gratitude. And so there, there, there were no bad days, even though I probably have had some of the most horror living in the hospital for five years and not knowing how things are being paid and to where I am today, where I can't believe what I have, but I'm grateful just to get up and, and walk across my room. So, you know, it's, it's this industry, you have to take it for what it's worth. Um, find find your joy and your passion, and just stay on that path. <laughs> and and I'm pretty sure no one will be able to knock you off. Um, you know this this has become more of. Um, I always tell people this isn't my first job. <laughs> so, I'm like, no, my first job is uh, pretty stressful. My first, but my first job prepared me for this one. You know, and so. I, Do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? No, I consider myself a mom who's had to make a lot of hard decisions, but made a few right. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're. So down to earth. I love it. So I um, you know, I my my grandparents um passed away and they gave me a foundation that I will always be grateful for. Because I know without that foundation, I probably would be, you know, already in a space that was not meant for me. So, you know, I I again, you know, it people don't do it enough. And that is really be grateful for everything they have, you know, whether it's air, <laughs> like you have, I mean, in my house, I have a sign when you walk through my door and it says, um, you know, we have running water, we have a roof over our head, we have clothes on our back, we have everything. 
And when you when you make life that simple, everything is attainable. Yeah, you can't make it about money. Well, you could, and you can. Yeah. But, but I don't why? think my life is set up for that. It may be set up for other people, but my life isn't. Um, I also surround myself with notes from medical providers and notes from patients that just say thank you. And I, I have, um, you know, we have in, 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 our, in our home, we have like a cork board. And I make sure that those thank you notes are there so I never lose sight of why I'm here. I've got notes hanging on the wall in my laundry yeah. room. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. You know, and even um, I have a sign that says, you know, like, God wouldn't give you this life if, if he knew you couldn't handle it. And that I have to read every day. Every day is a yes. gift. Just Listen, I was just thinking about back to when we were talking about families. Um, they might go through some stigma or feel ashamed or judged for looking into cannabis, talking about cannabis. But what's that like over the past 10 years? Is it is it getting better for families to talk about it and not feel ashamed? Okay, so so here's the politically correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's gotten easy. Has too much information sometimes been too much information? Hell, yes. Everything on the internet, secret Facebook groups, secret anything. Social media is admitted in family law court. Mm. Okay. Um, be cautious of the advocate. That, that you're getting information from, or not be cautious. Um, mo most advocates don't know the dynamics in our home. That's much better said. Most advocates, because I believe that in their hearts, they're giving us information, but they don't understand the, the constraints and who we can disclose and who we cannot disclose, who can get on the soapbox and who cannot get on the soapbox. <laughs> um, there are a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, tips that I try to provide to families um, when when moving forward. Um, and yes, it's become easy, but has it been more of a navigation game? Yes, because the um, the agencies we have in our home are state and federal. Um, you know, it just takes one social worker to disagree and 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 not be a part of this or. You know, I, I, I've seen, um, you know, quite a few judges say, well, you know, I'm, you have judges who are over 70 that are still on the stand that still don't understand. And so there is, I mean, it, it is getting better. Um, but I think, you know, when we started placing the list of conditions on um, these, these marijuana bills moving forward, um, we didn't take into consideration all of the federal uh, agencies that we have in our home, and it could be a conflict of interest. I can't wait for um, federal, you know, legalization to pull to to go through, so families can just be who they are. Um, but you know, we there's still some catch twenty twos that we need to 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 really pay attention to. So so yes and no. 
And what is the preferred way for people to contact? So you? either um, on my social media, um, I made it very simple. It's just my name, Miko Perez or Miko Hester Perez. Um, and also my blog, mikosblog.com, um, as well as ufra.org. I still get emails from that website. Um, but, you know, when you contact me, you get me. You don't get my representative. <laughs> you get me because I, I, I know how important it is to get, to get the person you, you sought out for. And, and I'm not going to ask you for a donation. I actually um, have like a scheduling app and, and there is a tier that says Miko approved, no cost. And that's usually for parents. I have not stopped giving out um, well-structured, legally compliant, confidential uh, consults for families. At the cost. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thank you for doing what you do and making yourself so available. It's tremendous. You're, you're a rare gem, and I hope you inspire not just the parents that are looking for some help, but just inspire young people to pursue what they're what they can to help the world be a better place. I mean, you have your lane and it's it's actually a very big lane. I mean, autism is such a prevalent issue. Um, so I, I can't wait to see what what happens in the years or to next come. week. <laughs> or next week. Yes. Yeah. I'm 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 happy. I'm grateful and Paying it forward is the only reason why you're speaking with me here today. So there is something to be said for, for paying it forward. Um, and, and it's an unexpected and, and a welcomed um, life that I've been living. Bless you. I, I hope to speak with you again sometime you sure soon. Will. And yeah, keep me posted on everything. I'm going to be can't wait to see what happens with your new media and and you know maybe in the future we can talk about some of the projects you've done some of your executive producing on that that'd be kind of interesting um thank you for sharing your story about joey he is a blessing he is missed and you or your stories are going to keep him alive and and you have much work to do. I know you're busy, but I also know you're really good at orchestrating and juggling things. So um, everybody, this is a rare gem and be inspired. Listen to this. Share it with someone that you know who, who might have a family member with autism or even just a friend. This is the kind of help that really the world needs to know. So please, you pay it forward so that she can pay it forward. And uh Miko, any last words? For no, I, I actually, I just want to say thank you. And I know I gave everyone the, the um, cliff notes of, of my story, but I, I really appreciate you um, allowing for me to, to kind of speak freely. And um, I, I, can, I welcome uh, family, friends, healthcare providers um, to, to reaching out to me. So thank you again. All right. Thank you. Have a thank good you, rest you of your too. day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thanks for tuning in to my cannabis podcast. If you enjoyed it, share with a friend, family member, or colleague so everyone can get informed on all things cannabis this 2021. We're also selling high quality hemp cigarettes made in San Diego. So if you're looking for an alternative to traditional cigarettes, look no further. They're made in San Diego. There's no nicotine, tobacco, or added chemicals, and everything, even the box, filter, and paper are made from hemp.